It's 7 p.m. Thursday, and now on 93.7 Express FM, Business Express with Miles Henson. So, if I get into you, we've got Thursday, 29th of November 2018. You're listening to 93.7 Express FM, and this, of course, well, this is business. Miles Henson on 93.7 Express FM. So we haven't started the show with Abba for a long time. Good evening, Business Express Thursday night with me, Miles Henson, 29th of November 2018. So we need to do this. Delighted to say on tonight's show, got Eleanor Grave, you just before we do that, let's say a couple of thank yous, Shang. You thanks to the Football Hours Always, great shows always, guys, and also Robbie James for drive time before that. And of course, it means it's our turn. So we've had Eleanor booked for quite a while, but we're going to call her Ellie for the purposes of this evening. Uh, she's had a diverse career in the third sector from early environmental and social justice campaigns, fundraising, youth work, managing regional teams, and leading projects and partnerships. She started her working life as student support officer, then president of the University of Portsmouth, down there the place that we are right now and after working overseas and across the south of England now lives in Portsmouth with her family including two small children she's not busy then uh, she's currently delivering services for carers in Portsmouth and that's called My Time we're talking about that this evening has just launched Social Prescribing Portsmouth as well now My Time is a service for carers uh, that enables carers to take a break from their caring responsibilities for a few hours per week Social prescribing, which we're going to talk about this evening, is a new service to provide GPs and health professionals uh, with a way of connecting patients to sources of non-medical support, e.g. money management, community groups and health activities. That's going to be an interesting conversation. It is estimated that 20% of people attending their GP have non-medical issue that is a cause of their ill health, e.g. social isolation, debt issues and relationship issues. Uh, Ellie Gray is with us all evening from Utrust and my time. We're going to talk to you lots to get through. I suggest you go nowhere. It's going to be a cracker. This is Business Express on Thursday night with me and my sense. And good evening. Every Thursday, every week, for all your business news, local guests, and great music, tune in to Miles Henson's Business Express on 93.7 Express FM. Delighted to say i uh, got Eleanor Gray with me this evening. Now, we, we, we talked off air, didn't we, Eleanor? Is it is Eleanor, L or Ellie? Which one are we going to go for? <laughs> Let's go for Ellie. Let's go for Ellie. Ellie. Let's keep in form. Ellie. So, Ellie, welcome to the show. Uh, you're from an organisation called Utrust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, OK. So, so before we get into it, there's, lo- there's so much interesting stuff that we need to talk to you about tonight. You know, the, the carer's stuff, the, the new social prescribing service, lots of really interesting things. But with all my guests, I, I like to be a bit nosy, to be honest, to start with. So, g- give me the give me the Ellie Eleanor L. Gray story then? <laughs> <laughs> well, where to begin? Um, well, I suppose we could start here. Um, it's really nice to be back in the uh, University of Portsmouth buildings. Of course, because um, you were president here, weren't you? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, so it does bring back memories walking through these halls. Um, the Eldon building, where you're based, is obviously a fantastic uh, centre of creativity and uh, all of the different artistic endeavours that go on here. Um, and I, I still love to visit. Came to the came to the show that they have the uh, they have the end of year show um, in the summer. So I'm still still very connected. Is that the, to the, the grad the grad show that they have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We we broadcast that live. We were here yeah. uh, interviewing people. Uh, from, I think it was first of June, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. So you you studied here, obviously. Yes. So yeah. What what was your, what's the story between the university then? What happened here for you? Well, I studied psychology. Um, okay. And that was 
absolutely fascinating. They've got an amazing psychology department here. Um, but I never really knew what I wanted to specialise in. You know, is it clinical? Is it counselling? Um, and really, my passion at that time, I got really drawn into um, environmental and social justice campaigning. So I formed a group called People and Planet, which was a nationwide um, uh, kind of umbrella organisation for student campaigning groups. Okay. Um, and formed, formed a student society and we did lots of campaigning. We were part of the, the move to get Portsmouth to become a fair trade city. Um, and we did a lot of environmental campaigning within the uh, university because obviously as you know, 20% of the uh, of the population of Portsmouth, it's a huge employer. Yeah, absolutely. It, can, uh, it can make a huge difference. I remember the, uh, the um, chancellor at the time, the vice chancellor at the time uh, saying that the biggest thing that they actually produced instead of graduates was paper. <laughs> Because they produce so and lots of it at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Hopefully, less these days. But still, yes. a lot, I would imagine. Yeah. So, was right. that always a passion of yours? Was that that the environmental stuff was always there? Do you think in, in in your makeup something you always wanted to be getting involved in? Yeah, I think. Well, obviously, you know, looking after our environment is just makes common sense, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, environmental and, and social justice issues. I was always really interested in in fairness. Um, oh, okay. And when you were here, you became president of the student union, was that or president of the University yeah. of Portsmouth? Yes. Yeah, so, so what was that like? What, what, union, you got yeah. voted in i'm guessing yes yes so you probably see uh, there's a uh, lots of uh, campaigning goes on around march time um yeah so uh, the student uh, sabbatical officers they're called they're paid positions that represent the students um and so you can do it for a maximum of two years so i was student support um in the first year and that's looking after all of the welfare issues that students have um anything from you know are they getting on okay with their um housemates at home are there any kind of um social issues going on um any issues with landlords um, and all of the kind of campaigning and, and, uh, and volunteering um, side of, of life. Uh, and then the next year I was uh, voted president. So that's overseeing, obviously, uh, all of the amazing activities that go on and, and being that representative of, Presum- of the Presumably you're, you're on, the, on the corporation board then. We have, it's like, yes, yes, yeah, the you're, you're on yeah. the board of governors as well. Yeah, yeah. and getting, getting off now. So uh, you, you, you came to the university to study psychology. You had this passion for what you've just spoken about. Was... was I mean, there's a point in time during your time where you thought, I want to do something different with my life or was psychology always going to be your thing? What, what happened? Well, it's kind of come full circle now because uh, obviously I've got the, I've got the psychological, um, uh, the psychology degree and that's, it's, it's, a, it's a Bachelor of Science degree because it's very much about evaluation and you know, right, the okay. science, scientific approach. Um, but I didn't really know what I wanted to specialise in because there are, you know, there's, there's quite clear... Um, defined paths uh, for a psychology graduate for a psychology graduate um, so I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I was really enjoying the campaigning and um, you know being a being a student activist um, so I, I did that obviously and became a student support officer and president and then after that um, just to you know fully fully enjoy my youth I went traveling around the world for a couple of years okay so um, uh, my partner and I traveled over land as far as we could go without flying so we travelled by bus and train wow, okay. um, for nine months, uh, all through Europe, um, up to Russia, uh, Mongolia, China, yeah. um, uh, and down through Southeast Asia. We got as far as Indonesia in Bali without flying, but then uh, we looked into getting boats across the East Timor Sea and decided against Again it. Again now. Okay. That was a quite brave thing to do then. So you, what, you were away nine, ten months, something like that? Uh, we were away for two years. Two years, two years, sorry, yeah, yeah two, two years. And, and was that always... Was that time planned just to see the world? Was it called a gap year or two? Did you, did you, was it thinking time? Did you know what you can do when you come back? I'm just, I'm just intrigued. What was going through your your mind at the time? 
Yeah, we we wanted to just explore the world while we could. Um, well, and so we 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 saved up and, and planned. You know, we had to get a lot of the visas done in advance. Yeah. Um, getting through to uh, Russia and China. Um, yeah, was, uh, I've worked there. I know what that's like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, all of that had to be planned in advance. So we knew, and we had um, uh, working visas for New Zealand. So that was the that was the goal to to reach New Zealand um, and live and work over there for a year, and then we travelled back overland as okay. well. And did you have a plan when you came back did you know what you're going to do was that kind of no were you looking for job so, <laughs> so so what happened then so you, you had your, you had your two years or just under you came back pick up the story then what, what happened then to you so then um, from coming back uh, from traveling well in New Zealand I'd worked for Greenpeace um, oh, okay. and, and worked for for there on on uh, on one of their major um, campaigns obviously they're a, um, a climate based organization so um, we were working on uh, putting their version of um, uh, kind of like a Live Aid type concert, right. the same same kind of scale. Um, so I worked with them for a while. So I was interested um, in working for, you know, environmental organisation when I came back. But, you know, you just kind of look at whatever jobs are out there and I was still very much in travelling mode. So um, just took the first job that came up somewhere interesting and that happened to be in Devon. Um, so I worked for uh, an organisation that provided amazing uh, respite breaks for um, child carers. Right. So those uh, children okay. who had caring responsibilities. You can see where this is going now. Yeah. See. yeah, yeah. Okay. And did that, what, for a, a few years or a few months? That was for a year and then I got into, I liked the actual working with children themselves and I was kind of in a fundraising role. Right. So, um, yeah, then I got into youth work from there. Okay, so what's just what just very quickly? Then, what's the journey from there to working for Utrust, which is where you are now? What what what's that? What's that stepping stone for you? What was that like? So I came back to that was in Devon. So I came yeah. back to Portsmouth um, uh, to have a family because my family are from around here. So um, from here, I. Uh, got a job um, working for Leonard Cheshire Disability um, and that was on their amazing Can Do programme which is enabling young uh, disabled people to get into volunteering for all of the benefits that volunteering brings you as an individual right. all of that work experience those kind of transferable skills that you learn um, and it's really confidence building as well. I can imagine yeah, yeah. yeah. so you know you trust just, we'll play some music in a second. Just, just give me the headline. So who are you Trust? What do they do then? Well, oh. the Utrust is an amazing organisation um, and it has a really long history in Portsmouth. I think it's about 38 years ago wow, um, okay. it started. So it was Southern Focus Trust, which was um, a housing association in Portsmouth. Um, and they started to realise that there were a lot of services that their um, tenants needed um, that weren't in existence so they created them so they got into a lot of the services that people needed and then now 38 years later it's no longer a housing trust but it just focuses on the services that people need so in Portsmouth um, probably the the most uh, commonly known one is um, Advice Portsmouth on the corner of Kingston yep, Crescent yep, yep. so that provides an amazing service for people it's similar to all the services you'd find in a Citizens Advice Bureau but um, uh, the U-Trust does so many things. Um, so they they provide support in the community for um, people with learning disabilities. They provide um, people uh, community support for people with um, mental health. And they've got a, a, a couple of residential properties as well. Um, they provide a counselling service that's uh, very low cost. 
Um, so anywhere between five and thirty pounds, depending on your income, uh, you can get uh, you know really um, really high quality uh, counselling sessions. And um, and then yes, uh, they they work in a number of different fields in kind of different areas. So they're all across the Isle of Wight and Hampshire. Wow, and so, lots Dorset. going on. We could have taken three or four hours to do this, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. There's, and, a, there's a lot. Yeah, and we, and, we, and we need to talk about the the you know delivering services for carers in Portsmouth, which is my time, and also the social prescribing Portsmouth we want to get into tonight. So uh, Ellie Gray is with me all evening. We'll play some music and we'll be back with her. You're listening to Miles Henson's Business Express, brought to you live from the heart of Portsmouth every Thursday on ninety three point. Express FM. Ellie Gray is with me, or Lynn, she's my guest on Business Express uh, this evening. Ellie, so in my in my intro bit, before I get you to talk about um, your amazing story and your travelling around the world, uh, we talked about delivering or delivering the services for carers in Portsmouth called My Time, um, and also uh, something called prescribing social prescribing Portsmouth, which we'll get to. So let let's get into to, to My Time first. Tell tell me a little bit about that. Where does it come from? What does it do? Well, my time is a is a service for carers, um, and carers provide such a such a benefit to society. They're looking after their loved ones. It's a job that is it's it's not paid, or you know, if you if you if you can be bothered to fill in the forms and get carers allowance, you know, it's a couple of grand a year. It's 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 a really undervalued role in our society, and Portsmouth. Portsmouth City Council does recognise this and so they do um, try and provide as much support as they can for carers. So um, they realised that this thing called sitting service, and it's a terrible name, um, but sitting, 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 service. Yeah, okay. sitting service is when com- somebody um, will come to your house from a domiciliary care agency and sit with your loved one so that uh, the carer, so that you can you can go out and, um, uh, you know, have a bit of me time or yeah, whatever. Go yeah, and, go and do your shopping, uh, yeah. go, go and do your medical appointments, yeah. um, you know, go and do those essential things that you have to do. So Portsmouth City Council does fund uh, the sitting service um, at the moment uh, in Portsmouth for people to do that. But the service just wasn't very reliable. It wasn't very satisfactory for the carers that were having it. Um, in our first week, we, uh, we were talking to carers and finding that... Um, you know, we've got seven carers around the table and two of them have got the same story that the care worker was asleep on their sofa by the time they came back. Right. And for one lady whose husband had dementia, he was wandering around out the front of the house. So on that really basic level of, um, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. role that they're there to do, um, you know, wasn't wasn't being done. Um, not across the board, because obviously there are some amazing domiciliary care agencies, but the general picture wasn't, wasn't looking fantastic. And... Um, we were getting complaints that you know people, the care workers weren't necessarily engaging with the person that they were with either. It, it does have just connotations of babysitting, you know, yeah, someone yeah. coming to sit with you. Um, so and was it was this such interesting? Is this unregulated at the time? Was it? Could anybody have been a care? Is that how? Oh no, 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 no. Uh, right. no. Um, uh, domiciliary care right. agency so, workers would would have to go through full training. But it wasn't going as well as it could have done. Is what yeah. you're saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Portsmouth City Council looked at this um, with a load of charity organisations in in the room uh, to find the solution, um, and they were they were they were also finding that actually there was no alternative to the domiciliary care agencies. So perhaps there were people that didn't have a registered care need. So in terms of their personal care, um, it didn't have to be a registered care worker with all of that training that goes along with that. Um, it could just be that they need somebody with them because they're frail and right. um, in case they fall over, they need somebody to be with them. 
um, or if they have very early early onset at set dementia and they might just need somebody to be with them so that they don't wander about outside the front, um, could that service be provided by volunteers? So that's where um, my, the My Time service, the idea came from, that actually could there be uh, a, a band of, of volunteers that could, that could provide that role of being matched with people in the community um, to provide that respite time for the carer um, and, uh, and and a more meaningful interaction for the person that they that they're going to to sit with, and so that's where the idea came from. So my time is a we provide a mixture of, of paid support and um, uh, and the volunteering because yep. the the U Trust obviously um, you know with the services we provide we've got those uh, uh, those registered care um, workers in, in our core team, um, but we also work with other agencies and the carers centre to um, to try and work out what's the best response for the for the individuals that we're meeting those those carers and the the people that they care for um so if they if they have a registered care need then um we match them uh with somebody from a care agency or some of our internal uh trust workers um and if they can be matched with a volunteer then we try and match them with a volunteer who's local to their area okay so what sort of things do the volunteers do then what do things because the volunteers presumably different things to the registered care yeah. Workers, yeah, yeah, yeah. What sort of things they well, get the, involved in? The registered care is, is more the challenge because obviously we're working with so many different agencies, and so the council's actually looking at um, uh, how we can how we can approach that a bit differently in future. Um, but for the volunteers that we match with people, we've got some really really lovely examples of where um, we have a 92 year old lady who um, really didn't like the fact that you know a registered care worker was coming to essentially babysit her um, so that her son who was the carer yeah. could uh, could go out and well attend his med- medical appointments actually right. um, at 92 he wouldn't have been that young would he no, yeah. no, no exactly no. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's that's a lot of the situation yeah. the, the people who are doing the caring um, you know might be older themselves and and starting to experience you know um, ill health and, and needing yeah. to attend uh. their own medical appointments so um, we've managed to find a, a volunteer who's you know hyper local it's the you know, a few streets away, um, and this uh, this lady used to the volunteer that we found used to be a beautician, and so she would do people's nails. And then we found, um, and it just happened to be in the same few days that we that we met this lo- lovely lady who's ninety two, and she just said when we were doing the home visit to see what it was that she wanted to do with her time. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd love to get my nails done. So, yeah, that we've bingo. We've, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. matched those two together, and they just having a lovely time each week. Um, the volunteer does her nails each week, um, and they go for a coffee in the local cafe. And a lovely friendship has has blossomed. Yeah, um, because they're hyper local, they actually know a lot of the same people. You know, it's it's, uh, it's that kind of area um, in in the kind of you know the village where they live, um, and. Uh, and yeah, it's a it's a beautiful thing. He's um, the volunteer went to her ninety second birthday last week. Wow, is that wonderful? Mm. So, where where do you get your volunteers from? Do all all walks of life, I guess. Really yeah, diverse. Yeah. yeah, really diverse. So um, we have a lot of students, obviously, because um, students are wanting to gain experience, and it's a really nice volunteering role because you're um, being matched with people. Um, you know, you're, you're learning a lot from about the community, and, uh, and and you know, you're getting to take people out if that's what they want to do. Um, but we have a lot of people who are. Um, uh, working and they do it, uh, you know, in the evenings and weekends. And we also have uh, a lot of people who are retired, who uh, who come yeah. and volunteer with us because it's a it's a really nice volunteering activity for them to do. Wonderful. 
Ellie Gray is with us all evening. We'll be back with her in a second. We'll play some music first of all. Don't forget, if you want to get involved in the show, you can do that. You can call us on 02392-847-847. That's 02392-847-847. You can text us 81400, start your message with the word express. You can also tweet us at adexpressfm. You can get me on Twitter as well, at Miles Henson. If you want to email us, we've got that too. That's business at expressfm.com. Michael Jackson, this is Leave Me Alone. Michael Jackson, leave me alone. 93.7 Express of M. Passionately Portsmouth. This is Business Express on a Thursday evening. Ellie Gray from Utrust has been with me all evening and will be until the 8 o'clock news. Um, Ellie, so before before we play that, we we're talking about my time and, and the support that it gives for, um, for carers and volunteers getting involved. C- can anyone be a volunteer? What, what are you looking for? How do they get involved? People are probably listening and thinking, oh, I, I, I could do that, but I don't know how I can help. Yeah, well, it's a really, really diverse uh, service. So it's um, we support people um, to do whatever they want to do out in the community. So Pompey and the community have offered us football tickets to go to Fratton Park. So we're looking for volunteers who might uh, like to take somebody to Fratton Park. So that might involve um, uh, that's pushing somebody who might be a wheelchair user and helping facilitate them getting around the grounds um or we are looking for a handy person to maybe help somebody uh who's um you know curtain rail has just fallen down at home and uh you know might need and um, that's the thing that they really need fixing and that's the right. thing that's really frustrating one of those jobs that's been lying there for, for weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks and yeah okay so how, how do they how do they get in touch what do they do is it what, what process do they go through to be a volunteer with they you? can just send us an email so uh my time at the or they can uh, give our officer a call, so 02392065504. Okay, and, and are you looking for anything particular, or is every, every, everybody welcome? Everybody is welcome. Yeah. So we represent the whole of Portsmouth, and we're looking for people from uh, you know all communities in Portsmouth. Um, yeah, so old, old, young, male, female, um, people from different communities. So anybody is welcome to be a volunteer. Okay, so give us a website once more if you want to get involved with the email address. Should I say? Yeah. If you email my time at theutrust.org.uk. Wonderful. Ellie Gray's with me. We're going to come back and talk about social prescribing, which is a new service to provide GPs and health professionals with a way of connecting to patients with a non-medical support. Come in next. It's a little bit funny How wonderful life is While you're in the world So Ellie and I were just saying off air, potential number one for Christmas, Ellie? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because of that advert. We shall see, we shall see. Ellie Gray is with me all evening from Utrecht. Ellie, we, we, we've, we've spoken at length uh, this evening about my time. I'd like to get into social prescribing now, which um, in my brief is a new service to provide GPs and health professionals with a way of connecting patients to sources of non-medical support, i.e. money management, community groups, health activities. So tell, tell, tell me about this. This sounds really interesting. Where, where has this come from? What is it? How does it work? Yeah, well, there's a lot of talk about social prescribing at the moment. Um, it's getting a lot of press. Uh, the Health Secretary, Secretary, Matt Hancock, is a big fan. Um, and he's a fan because uh, evidence um, nationwide is, uh, is that it makes a real impact on GPs and health professionals' workload um, because there's an estimation that up to 20% of the people that see their GP... Um, or other health professionals, have a non-medical issue at the source of their health issue. Um, So if you're going to the GP because you're anxious... It might not be just anxiety. It's, it's, you know, it's there's what's a cause. causing that. Yeah. yeah. yeah so if, you. if you're yeah. anxious because you've got mounting debt, or if you're, you know, if you're um, uh, depressed because you're socially isolated, if the GP 
or health professional can only treat that in a medical way. So, you know, they can only pre- prescribe uh, antidepressants. Um, that's not really going to address the root cause of the issue. So social prescribing is a way of connecting people um, that would be seeing their, their GP or health professional um, with a with a route to all of the support that is available to actually tackle the root cause of, okay. of their issues. And, and what sort of support are we talking about then? Are we talking about GPs and health professionals or are we talking about something else that, that you provide support for? Yeah, so uh, the U-Trust, uh, the Portsmouth Social Prescribing Service um, is working with GPs and health professionals in the city. So we've got strong links through the CCG um, to the GP surgeries and to all of the NHS Solent um, uh, different kind of allied health professionals or the physios and occupational therapists and community nurses so we go out and meet with them and, and the service is only just launched on the 5th of November so we're still doing all of that still work new, and yes. making those um, making those uh, relationships but um, but yeah it's it's gone really well so far the referrals are, are flooding in and they're really diverse um, people obviously you know may have a multitude of things going on in their lives that yeah. actually the GP or the health professional is not the best one to go and see about those things um, because you know they've got limited time and and it it's really hard for them to keep track of all of the different resources in terms of advice in terms of welfare in terms of housing um, and on the social side in, in in terms of all of the you know community groups that provide so much uh, you know socialization and support for people yeah. um, and all of the kind of exercise and health and well-being groups so the social prescribing service is really about us um, having all of uh, all of that knowledge and and making sure that we know all of the different uh, res- resources of support that are out there in the city, so that the GPs don't have to keep on top of all of that information. Right. They can refer to us, and then we'll support their patient. So through. it's not self referral, is it? It's not what we call self referral. You have to be referred. Is yeah, that, is that right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, but it doesn't have to be through your GP. All of the we're working really closely with the practice staff, so that um, if you say to your uh, the receptionist at the GP surgery you don't know where to go you just you know you want a social um, a social prescription they will refer you on to us right and i know it's early days ellie but are you finding that there is a a demographic for this kind of support is there an age thing is there a gender thing is, is it is is it is it more sort of older people is it younger people do you know that yet well not in Portsmouth. I mean, there there was um, there's a bit of research before that um, you know the, uh, there's a there's a kind of older age population that can be isolated because they've got a lot of things going on like their caring responsibilities. Yeah. Um, but uh, actually, we're finding a lot of younger people, and it's a, a lot of younger people who are having difficulties finding employment. Um, so really, you know, they're they're anxious and they're trying to find their way uh, in life with mounting uh, uh, student debt and things like that. Yeah, so coming out of university yeah. and not being able to get a job for a while and, and what have you. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds really interesting. Again, um, you know, if if someone out there feels they can help or get involved, are you, are you looking for that kind of support, or is it is it, is it different to that? Well, equally uh, to the to the my time service, we are looking for volunteers to support uh, the social prescribing in a, in a smaller way, but actually in a really useful and quite fun way um, to explore all of the different uh, community groups that are out there. So, if anyone wanted to volunteer with us um, as a community friend, that actually they could uh, go to any of these um, community groups um, and and check them out for us. Okay, and they go to the useful. They go to the Utrust website website again for that yeah or you can contact uh, social prescribing at the utrust.org.uk okay okay wonderful 
Some amazing work being done uh, by Ellie and her team. Uh, fantastic across the city of Portsmouth. Don't forget those numbers again if you want to get involved in the show. You can do that. 02392847847. You can text us 81400. Don't forget to start your message as always with the word express. You can tweet us at expressfm. You can tweet me at, at Miles Henson. As always, love to hear from you. Love to get your comments on the show. And if you want to come on the show, we are booked up now into the new year, so you need to get your name down as quick as possible. Come in and talk about what you do that email address is the same as always that's business at expressfm.com 93.7 expressfm i want to bake free queen wham young guns go for it before that um ellie gray has been my guest all evening from new trust we are vast running out of time ellie we've got about 90 no about two and a half minutes left before i need to stop you talking <laughs> so uh, um i want to just cover a couple of things with you before i let you go one is we've been talking about social uh, prescribing Where's the money come from for that? Because that can't be a cheap service. How how is it funded? Well, when it was advertised, uh, we're we're part of a Department of Health and Social Care fund that's uh, investing in social prescribing because social prescribing is not new. Um, The Bromley by Bow Centre in uh, East London has been doing it for 35 years. So um, it's not a new concept, but there's a lot more notice about actually the impact it can have on the health service. Department of Health and Social Care is obviously very interested in that. So they funded 23 organisations in this round of funding that the U-Trust was part of um, to to offer social prescribing in uh, different areas around the country and they're going to strongly evaluate us to see uh, what what impact we're actually having well i'm sure it's going to make a huge impact isn't it it must Mm. make a huge impact because it's it's a service that is needed in in every city i guess is it yeah is it just portsmouth or is it other no no so the the the, it's um 4.5 million that the uh, department of health and social care has put into this round of funding for these 23 organizations and i will say the u trust is probably the smallest pot of money out of (laughs) out of that 4.5 million we haven't got 4.5 million in it just in portsmouth um and uh and the idea is that obviously it's it's it takes pressure off the health service because it's actually addressing and you know it's more holistic obviously but it's it does take pressure off the health service and that's why they're interested in doing it amazing I think you're doing amazing work. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming in. We're, we're out of time, Ellie, but thank you for coming in. That's uh, been Ellie Gray this evening. We'll have to get you back in again, won't we? Yeah, really, I mean, really. Social subscribers only just started, so yeah, we'll have a yeah. lot more stories to really, tell really in a few months' time. Uh, that's been Eleanor Gray, L Gray, or Ellie Gray. We've called all three this <laughs> evening of Utrust. This has been 93.7 Express FM, Business Express, on a Thursday evening. Uh, we shall be back same time, same place next week as normal. I can see Chris Pierce getting ready as we speak. He's on uh, with his uh, weekly show, Express, this week, coming up after the news. Don't forget, if you want to get involved in the show 02392 847 847 text 81400 start your message with the word express you can tweet us at expressfm and at mars henson and business at expressfm.com is the email address should you want to get involved that is it we have uh, flown through this evening's show didn't take long at all but it was an hour hope you enjoyed it we'll see you same time same place next week that's 7pm next thursday take care